minor league hockey at minor league prices in the East Coast Hockey League. So uh, we got the Roadrun Report. And here to talk more about it, and again, this is special for me. I, I grew up watching this guy play. He's not that old, nor am I, but still he's the color analyst for the Phoenix Roadrunners right now. And if the name sounds familiar... If you're a longtime Roadrunner fan, you know it. He's also a longtime uh, car dealer with Sanderson Ford. Jim Niekamp joining us now. Jimmy, it's Kevin McCabe. How are you? Kevin, I'm doing great, and I appreciate that. That I'm not that old. That was nice of you to say that. Well, I actually looked at it, and I, could, I said, you know what? I'm, you're not that much older than me, and I consider myself to be a young guy, so we're all right. We're all right. <laughs> hey, old Roadrunner fans, uh, remember you manning the blue line back in the World Hockey Association days. Do you have some, some fond memories? I know they get a little clouded in, 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 a little, each year, but uh, do you have some great memories for those days? Oh, I tell you, Kevin, that was that was so much fun. You know, actually, probably was too young to appreciate it. You know, now you sit back and look at it, and you go, "God, that was really something to yeah. do that and play that." A lot of memories of, of some teammates. Uh, I was thinking Serge Baudouin and Robbie Fitorik and I, you know, Gary Lurvie. I can't even remember all the names, but uh, certainly some players that you grew. You know, you were you became a man with. Yeah, exactly. Well, Al McLeod, Jimmy Boyd. You know, they still live in the Valley. Uh, Teddy McCaskill. Oh, yeah. You know, going way back. And, uh, oh, yeah, fun times. You, you see the guys, but not you don't see them enough, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, know? terrible Teddy McCaskill. Now, I, <laughs> and I thought, now, in my memory banks, I thought you wore number two, but I saw a 19 jersey on eBay as I was doing some research on it. What number do you did you wear with the runners? Do you, or can you remember? It was, it was number two. Okay, good. I, was, I stand correct. But then there was also a Canada Cup jersey. From 1977, and they said you didn't have a whole lot of ice time with that team, but still, was it an honor to be part of that, to wear number 37 for a Canada Cup team? Yeah, and actually, in all honesty, Kevin, I actually got hurt before the tournament, and uh, I never actually even played. Okay. Uh, to be real honest with you, you know, and but it was still just to be picked to be on the team, you know, especially back then when there wasn't a lot of Americans or anything like that. It was, a, you know, a great honor and everything. And I did actually bought that jersey on uh, at an auction. I had to buy my own jersey. So, you know. <laughs> I, but, <laughs> Tell you what. That's how crazy it is, the old WHA. <laughs> but I saw the little gunzos on there, so it was official and all that. Uh, you yeah. talking, We're talking with Jimmy Niekamp, former Roadrunner, great, and I and he was because you were one of the names that we talked about sitting around my dinner table every night. And uh, you played in the WHA. You had a little cup of coffee with the Red Wings. What, what drew you to the, to the new league? Was it money? Was it just an opportunity to play at the next level? You know, it was money, and uh, I, I didn't think I was going anywhere with Detroit. It's when Ned Harkness took over, and... He, for some reason, didn't, uh, him and I didn't get along. We'll just put it that way, I guess. But the money was unbelievable. You know, they flew us out to L.A., my wife, uh, Pat, at the time, and um, first class, I mean, you know, and just treated us like, you know, like royalty almost, you know. And when you're young, I mean, you're, you're impressed by that. And you sit back and look at it now, it was probably a mistake. Probably should have stayed in the National Hockey League. Ah, you'd never be the man you were today. It was great memories. <laughs> uh, talking to Jim Niekamp, the color analyst for your Phoenix Roadrunners. And, uh, and I want to refresh people's memory. Bobby Hull at the time had signed with Winnipeg for a million dollars. And yep. But but let's let's put this in perspective. What kind of can you remember what kind of dough they were throwing at you back? Because you know these guys are making five, six million a year now. What kind of dough were they throwing around in those days for you? Well, originally, I think when I went to L.A., I think it was like twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> and you know, I, 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 was tell hope, you, I was hoping it was more than that. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story, though. I signed my first contract with the Red Wings when I was like, uh, say, twenty years old, and I signed for fifty-five hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if you probably remember Cam Connor. Oh yeah. When he, oh, played, yeah. when he played here, he said to me, he says, "Well, what did you sign for your first pro contract?" And I said. 55 and he goes well 
heck, back then, 55000 that was good. I says, Cam, 5500 Oh, man. And I do remember I was going to bring up Cammy because he was kind of the bonus baby that the Canadians had drafted, and, and the Roadrunners stole him away. They paid him one hundred and seventy-five grand, and at that time... I thought, you know, he was it was it. That was the cat. He bought a big house up in Moon Valley and I thought this is yep. this but that 175 grand. That's uh it it went a pretty good way though, I guess. Yeah. And well, and plus, you know, we had the other uh, million dollar guy. We had uh, Dennis Sobchak. Oh, Sobby, that's right from Regina. I remember that very yeah. well. Oh. And that's... he was he was kind of one of the first million dollars, but it was a 10-year contract for $100,000 a year. <laughs> oh, and I, it's it's great. I, I mean, because I wanted to put this in perspective. I'm sure people, you know, they come by the house or come by the, the, the store there at Sanderson Ford. See, now they're, see, they're calling you now. They're calling you back to work. Uh, no, Dave, Dave Kimberly is a great guy out there, but they see the, the jerseys and things, your history, and they go, oh, you played you played pro hockey? You, you must be set for life. And, and, well, not, not, not quite. What uh, what brought you? You've been with the Roadrunners now for four years, back doing some color analysis. What brought you back, and uh, how much do you enjoy working with the team now? Well, you know, I really do. It's funny. Al McCoy, he was – I know Al, and he was telling uh, Dan Weiss, you know, that maybe I'd be interested, you know, and I'd never done any radio, but uh, – I said I'd give it a try, and Dan and I get along good, and he's he's a super announcer. I know you know Dan. He's a and, great uh, kid, great kid. Oh, he does a great job, and it's so easy to work with because, I mean, I just, he just leads me right into the, you know, great questions and stuff like that, so it's easy to do the color, but talking with Jim, guy. Talking with Jim Niekamp, former Roadrunner great, now the color analyst for the team, and uh, do you enjoy it watching, and I, I've been down there several times, do you enjoy watching these kids and the, and the solid effort they give? I mean, they're, they're fringe guys, maybe second liners in college, or maybe, you know, first liner that just didn't get the, sh- the shake in the NHL. Do you love the effort you see from the kids on the ice? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. You know, they never, that's one thing, you know, uh, the, the seasons have been a little rough winning, you know, the wins and the losses and stuff like that. But the effort is always there every night. You want to see some good, you know, effort put out and good entertainment, I'll tell you, it's tough to beat it, I'll tell you. And how about the fans? Because they there are some diehards that were there back in the day, the old Jenny Ridfield playing the organ for you guys, and um, and they, they've come back. How neat is that for you that you've got the old fans and a lot of new fans out there? Well, you know, it's neat to a degree, but every once in a while, somebody will come up and, and talk to me, and they'll say, yeah, I remember you when I was only like five years old. Now they look old. I'm going, well, I must be getting old, too. But, no, it's great to see a lot of the uh, the fans that have been around for a while. And, and I think it's, you know, it's a, to me, it's still a nice arena where they're playing at, U.S. Airways. And, uh, you know, it's not, I, I guess, ideal for hockey, they say. But, uh, you know, it sure beats playing in, a, in an old building, that's for sure. Great for the kids, Phoenix Roadrunners. Again, they've got a game tonight against Fresno. No, and uh, you're working for Don Sanders, and you've been there a long time with Dave Kimberly, a great guy out there. Uh, and I know you play pro hockey, and uh, it's, you kind of become a fixture in the community. How neat has that been for you to play pro hockey here and then uh, finish up and, and work here in the community? Oh, it's really been great. You know, I met so many nice people and everything. And, and what's, what's really t- strange to me is I can remember when I first came here, they had Terminal 1 at the airport, and that was it. And I thought, what a neat little place. <laughs> and now now you're like you're in Los Angeles. I'm on, you know, it's growing so much. But yeah. uh, still a great place to live. Yeah, actually, I dropped my wife off at the airport. She was in Terminal 2, which is now Terminal 1. And I go, oh, this is great. It's still the old little one. So I, there's a lot of memories for me. And uh, now I got, I've got to bring this up because I see you, and I know I worked as a stick boy uh, for the visitors. Do you remember Do you remember Satch? Satch uh, Epperson was the uh, stick boy, and then Rich Lazar. Do you remember the stick boys? Did they take care of you back in the day? Yeah, I, you know, I kind of do it. You know, you've been, I've been banged around so much, I think. <laughs> some, of, some of the memories just aren't there. People come up and say, well, you remember this? I go, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, I look at team photos from, from playing at NAU, 
And I can't remember some of the guys I played with, so I, I'm, I'm right along with you. The other thing, though, and I remember very, very vividly, and we can't say this on the air, but your nickname, very <laughs> unique. Um, I'm guessing it would involve the pregame ritual of some sense, but does, do the old boys, the Al McLeod and Boydie, do they, they still refer to you as that, or, or did that die a slow death? No, un- unfortunately, I guess it stills with me. Even <laughs> Eli Crixton, our doctor, he still uh, will call me that in front of people. But actually, it, it's uh, I got locked in the restroom. We'll just say that that's what happened <laughs> before a game, and the team and the team bus left for the game, and they really didn't miss me till they were almost there. This was the first year I played pro hockey, so it was uh, it was kind of funny thing. And everywhere I played, there was somebody that knew the story. So the name uh, continued, and it's in a book right now too. Oh, that's great! So you can't. You, <laughs> now, I, one final question: Didn't was now was Howie Young still around in those days? Was he playing, or do you remember the Cowboy at all? Yeah, I remember Howie. Like when I was growing up, I used to watch him when he played for Detroit. He was kind of my idol. And then when I turned pro and played in Fort Worth, he actually got sent down to get in shape from Detroit. So, I mean, this is a you know a hero idol of mine. Growing up, and I actually did play with him, and played with him here in Phoenix, also. Oh, you know what? I, I didn't think of that until I just. I, I'm wrapping up the interview. He was my idol. That was my guy, the cowboy, and uh, you know, yep. God, God rest his soul. And yep. uh, you know, super. And that's great to hear you tell the stories of his days in Detroit. Hey, Jimmy, uh, I appreciate you coming. You're welcome to come on this program anytime. I love what you. Did you get overtime pay last night because they went into into the <laughs> 20 player shootout? I couldn't. I couldn't believe that. I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. And then to, to make it worse, you know, I mean, they tied the game with like five seconds to go. You know, that was bad enough, and then lose it in the shootout. Oh, uh, that's tough. But it was good. The fans saw a good game and everything, and hopefully tonight we'll get a little bit of uh, revenge, so to speak. Well, uh, I encourage the fans to go by and say hi to Danny Weiss and you and just give you a wave during the broadcast. Appreciate you being such a great part of the community and, and part of my life. You, you brought back a lot of memories, and, and I remember you throwing your body, you know, blocking pucks and, uh, and doing the job out there for the Roadrunners. Uh, you're, I'm a fan for life, for life, Jimmy. Well, thanks. Kevin, I appreciate the kind words and everything, and I enjoyed it. Any time you want to put me on here to take some airtime, I sure appreciate it. We'll put you on real soon again. We'll get we'll get uh, McLeod and Boy uh, McLeod and Boydie and those guys, and uh, maybe even dig up Al McCoy. People don't okay. know that he was an old Roadrunner announcer, but uh, great stuff, G- Jimmy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, thanks, Kevin, very much. Jim Neekamp, he is the uh, color analyst for the uh, Road Runners, minor league hockey, East Coast hockey, and a lot of memories for me. And I hope you, you enjoy that. 